0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the CenterPoint Podcast. My name's Billy. And I'm Lowell. And we're thankful that you're here this morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks for opening up your time so that we can share it with you so we can both grow uh, to know the Lord better by getting into his word and applying it to our life. The First Testament.
1: We've been talking about Genesis, the the start of what we call the Old Testament a lot of time, and and we're working through the first 11 chapters. We've landed today um, at chapter 11. I guess you'd say that's where we're going to be. We're going to be a lot of places here in the, the First Testament, but our primary passage is going to be in Genesis chapter 11. And this is where the Lord does a, a miracle um, and introduces the idea of, of many different Languages.
0: Yeah, you know, we've uh uh jumped from Genesis one and we're progressing through it, and uh now we're at the place where it's called the Tower of Babel. And uh that makes me ask you one I want to ask you a question, Lo, Have you ever had a moment where you wanted to speak another language or there was a language barrier or a frustration that you might have had in talking with someone that maybe didn't yes, speak your yeah, native and, tongue?
1: I did I, one one sort of event comes to my mind, and if Senorita Powell is listening to this, that was my ninth, <laughs> okay. tenth grade Spanish teacher. She will be very, very sad. But somehow, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> several years ago, I was uh, on a mission trip down in Mexico, and. Um, Whole group of teenagers, you know, you did this as well when you were a youth pastor. Yeah. No
0: problems when you get a bunch of teenagers, take them out of the country. <laughs> there's never a problem. Yeah, it's. I,
1: I mean, great memories. But this, I'll, I'll shorten it. But we're we're on the we're on the streets of. uh Reynosa, Mexico, which is a pretty rough place. And uh, you can't you sh- can't even go there now it's so mm. dangerous. But this was a long time ago. And we're down this alley, we're we're walking around inviting kids to a VBS that we're going to do. We're down this alley <laughs> and this giant dog like takes off after <laughs> us. And we run down the street. I, have you've ever had a dog chase you? Uh yes, I have many it times. It is scary. Many times. Yes. And we're running down the street, and we turn the corner, and there's this lady there, and she talks to us in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Again, I studied Spanish (laughs) in high school and college. I had two years in college and several years in high school. I had no idea what she was saying. Okay, she's talking to us in Spanish. But there was this other young man who was with us. His name was Matt, and he was a little more fluent in Spanish. At least I thought so. And apparently she was asking us what was wrong. Yeah. And he (laughs) started
0: I don't know what I don't know.
1: (laughs) He started yelling out and pointing back. Yeah, yeah. And saying, Grande Pollo, Grande Pollo. Okay. And the lady just busted out laughing. Okay. Well, I mean, I thought and he thought that we were saying giant dog. Yeah.
0: Big dog, big yeah, dog. Yeah, big, big dog, dog,
1: big dog. But it turns out he wasn't saying that when he said grande pollo. Now, you speak Spanish a little I bit, do. right? I do. Uh-huh. When he, he was meaning to say... A little. Yes. He meant to say grande perro. And he said grande pollo. pollo. So grande perro would be... Big dog. big dog. And instead, he was saying <laughs> grande pollo. There's a
0: big chicken coming <laughs> after me. Big chicken. <laughs> She just looked at
1: us like we were out of our minds, you know, these bunch of Americans here, and she just turned around and walked into her house and fortunately, the dog gave up on us but the but,
0: crazy thing is what if it really was a big chicken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge you this big chicken coming after you, oh man,
1: so yeah, but, language barriers they can really it can work be into yeah, lives it, it can be
0: frustrating uh it can be frustrating if you don't. Know how to communicate effectively to somebody, and uh, it's a dividing. It's a division. It, it, you know, it's a way that you cannot uh, have a simple connection with somebody just by talking to them normally. Right. And we want to talk
1: today about where did that come from. See Genesis one through eleven, and really twelve. It answers that question about a lot of things. Where did this come from? And we're going to look today at where did languages. Come from, um, and we're gonna we're gonna relate that to where did different races and mm-hmm. and ethnicity, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And we're also gonna point to a problem that mankind has always dealt with, mm-hmm. um, and kind of answer, answer the question, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're starting here in Genesis chapter 11, where so we're going to spend most of our time, but let's let's just kind of review what's happened since we last left off, because we were at the flood, right? Right,
0: right. The last time that we uh, that you listened to our podcast, you probably heard us talking about the flood and Noah and, uh, and that whole process there. And uh, moving from the flood to where we're going to be today, there's just a, a few chapters in between, just a couple chapters, but really Noah lands uh, on dry land and God sets his war bow, his rainbow in the sky and makes a promise, makes a promise that uh, he will never flood the earth. We discussed how there were a lot of uh, different um, nations that have in their history all over the world, a historical flood record. Uh, uh, but Noah's on on the ground, and he he gives Noah a command, really the same command that he gave Adam. Yeah, and that command is found in Genesis nine one. God
1: bless Noah and his sons, and said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we think of fill, so they're having children, and they certainly do that, and it's going to explain that. Mm-hmm. But fill the earth, so. There's an intention here that God wants them to go and subdue
0: and to have stewardship over mm-hmm. the planet. Right, right. But they kind of struggle with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they did indeed. So we're that was in Genesis 9. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that uh, it was a covenant, the covenant that, made, that God made with Noah, the Noahic covenant. And then when it gets into 9 and 10, it's really just giving genealogies again a general span to help – Uh, to help us personally, but help those that are reading Scripture to understand how this came about of them filling the earth, of them going out in the earth. So Noah's three sons? Ham, Shem, and
1: Japheth. And so what's going to happen to them? That's what Genesis 10, as you were just saying... Uh, explains, and so we'll just look at one of them, okay? And you can find we'll look at the Shem. just, to, and this mm-hmm. this is repeated for all of them, okay? But in verse twenty one, it says to Shim also the father of all the children of Eber. and then it just sort of describes you know what's what's going to happen to him, and it says that Shem's descendants in verse thirty one, these are the sons of Shim by their clans, by their languages, mm-hmm. their lands. And their nations. So it gives a genealogy. Shem had this child who had this child who had this child. But by the time
0: we get to verse thirty-one, they're all speaking different languages. Right, and that might be a little confusing because right here you you just pointed out verse thirty-one says their languages, and yet Genesis eleven. Right after it, they're all speaking the same language. Yeah, it says, now the whole earth had one language and the
1: same words or the same language. So what, what, are we, what are we realizing here? Yeah, well, this is another, we've seen this before. What's happened is God, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, has allowed Moses to kind of give the big picture of what happened, all right? We have these sons of Noah, they came out, they filled the world, they had languages, they, they went to different nations, but then what he does is he is he he leads Moses to
0: back up and give a little more detail about mm-hmm. how that happened can like, you think of another time when that happened no, no, that's uh that's Genesis two and Genesis three Genesis two gives an overview and Genesis three about the fall of man is like an insertion a backstory and a specific story inserted into what we would think is the previous chapter so it seems as if that's happening here too yes and we do this all the time i mean i said i took a trip to mexico
1: with a bunch of teenagers that was the grand story that's right okay and then i withdrew a little bit and i told about that one account with matt Mm -hmm. and that's the same thing that's happened in genesis 11 okay so it says here the whole earth had
0: one language and the same words so what happens well, they're all together and they're they're hanging out and um, they're all speak. They all have commonality. And uh, to instead of reading the whole passage, what in a nutshell, they decided to build a tower. And in Genesis eleven four, really gives it. It said they said, "Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heaven, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth." So. It's interesting. It is, you know, when you read this, it's interesting. So we may not be scattered over the face of the earth. They're rebelling. That's exactly right. Yes. Which is very strange. When God gives this command to Noah, you would think that they were that they would want to do this. Right. To be
1: obedient to it. And now let's, we need to realize that this is, according to Genesis chapter 10, verse number 25, it says, To Abar were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. hmm I That is the moment that Genesis 11 happens. This is five generations after Noah. So if a generation, and we don't exactly know how long a generation was, but let's just say it's 50 years, okay? So this is 250 years after Noah. Mm -hmm. So Noah's still alive, okay? He lived for 350 years after the flood, Right. okay? So, I mean, if if we're right about the 50. But my point is, a lot of time has gone by. Mm Mm-hmm time where people are having babies, and they're having babies, and they're having babies, Mm -hmm. and the world is populating, but they rebel against God's simple command to go and fill the whole earth. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to point out one other thing here about verse number four. Notice what else happens here. So their sin is evident because they say, we're going to stay right here and rebel against God, but our actions always follow a sinful heart attitude Hmm. so there's we see there's that there's they're sinning and that they won't disperse okay they want to all come you know congregate together and do this thing but look at what's going on before that it's the sinful attitude they say we want to make a name for ourselves Mm -hmm. what do we usually call that we call that pride Mm -hmm. so so that's what's happening here and god reveals how he felt about it
0: you know and as i process through it because Noah was spared, it doesn't mean sin was gone. That's exactly right. Just, yeah. just, Noah sinned. We can Noah's, read about it in Genesis 9. Yeah. That's exactly right. right. So the, uh, the destruction of of the people on the earth in a, a reformation of the earth, literally, uh, does not sweep sin away, sweep it under the rug. There was still a need for for those people to be saved. You know, it's, it's funny. There's this attitude
1: in humans— that we just think, man, if we could just wipe this out and start again. Just set the reset button. Just, yeah, hit the reset button and everything would be fine, you know. Yeah. And it, this can look like a lot of different things. It can look like people sitting around wishing that they could do it. Or there's people that actually do it. in some mm-hmm. ways, they go, you know, yeah. they go off into the mountains and live all by themselves. And yeah. now, you know, things will be right. No, yeah, they won't.
0: I'll just leave my wife because we're not getting along. And I'll just marry someone else and then everything will be perfect. Yeah. No problem. You know, is you'll be coming along, right? Yeah. You now quit my job, get another job because my other job will be perfect. Yeah. But their sin sin follows us. Mm-hmm. It is in us. It, yeah, we're in the problem, and, it, and it's wherever we go. So, so yeah. yeah, in verse six,
1: the Lord kind of tells us how he feels about this. Um, so the Lord came down. He saw the city. He saw the tower which the children of men had built, and the Lord said, "Behold." They are one people, and they have all one language, and this is the only beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come let us, interesting, us, plural Mm -hmm. pronoun, Mm -hmm. come let us go down and there confuse their language. So that they may not understand one another's speech, mm-hmm. so the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and left. And then these people then left off building the city, mm-hmm. and he called it Babel. And babel, and the word Babel literally means confusion. Yeah, and it it became the city Babylon. That's right. And this right. is this is and and Babylon, Babylon history records a very similar story to their quote beginning. They have a they, but they have, take
0: out all the bad stuff and only the good stuff that that glorifies themselves. Yeah, but you know what they keep
1: they keep the bricks, they keep That's the bricks. Strange. I know, strange? I know. It's it's funny. So so here we have God bringing languages. He confuses the languages, and he, and, you know, it'd be wouldn't it have been so awesome to be there and to see this hmm. and to hear it. You know? It would be
0: kind of – I think it would, it, it would be confusion. It would be crazy. Yeah. Just and imagine you know that.
1: We're going to see something like this. Revelation talks about mm. that before the throne room of God, we will worship Jesus, every tribe, every language, every nation. And, and you know, back to that trip in, in Mexico – we had, a, we had an awesome worship service, just a small little church, probably no more than 50 people in the room, and they were all singing in Spanish, and I didn't know what they were saying, but I was worshiping the Lord. It was really a neat, neat experience. So this is how God did it, and we're going to try to answer
0: some questions about it when we come back after the break that's right so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple main points that we see in scripture so uh stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back
1: Centerpoint Bible Church exists to point others to Jesus Christ in His Word, and we want to encourage you to come out and visit us sometime. We're presently meeting at Faith Christian Academy. Our service is at 930, and our focus hour starts at 11 o'clock. You can get information on our website at centerpointwv.org. Thanks for listening, and we pray that you would seek after Jesus. Well, welcome back. I hope you uh, enjoyed your little break. Um, we are working through Genesis chapter 11, often referred to as the Tower of Babel Passage. And it's where God um, confuses languages. And languages, I mean, it's a huge part of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's, it,
0: it's like a grande pollo chasing us down the street.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> laugh at me, but have, I mean, have you ever had an experience like that?
0: Uh, maybe one <laughs> or ten times. Uh, it seems that like when you try to practice another language, you're you're bound to make mistakes, and that is how you learn. But uh, one time, I was uh, uh, I was working in Charlestown, and right down the street is a diner and these latinos uh mexicanos mexicanos were owned the diner and we were good friends and they would teach me teach me spanish conversational spanish so i came in in the middle of lunch rush and all these latinos from all different countries were were there they were eating all types you know he would make traditional food and uh, i came in hola hola hey billy ah and I just announced to everybody, thinking I was saying this correctly, I, I said— Well,
1: what, what, what did you want to
0: say? Oh, I, I said, I have hunger, which okay. is— Okay, you want you, you to you say you're hungry. Yeah, yeah, yo tango uh, hombre. Yo tango hombre. I'm is, hungry. I have hunger. You know, it's, it's how they do it. Yeah. So I wanted to say that, but I accidentally said yo tango hombre.
1: Slight Instead of what?
0: Yo Tango Hombre. I said Yo Tango Hombre, which means instead of I have hunger, I yelled out in front of everybody, I have a man! (laughs) And everybody stopped and looked at me, and the whole diner just erupted in laughter. And I had no clue. I thought I was like, hey, I'm hungry. And uh, Delfino actually stopped cooking, walked around came and gave me a hug and said, oh, Billy, you said you have a man. <laughs> and then my the the high school Spanish kicked in. I'm like, uh, nunca, which means never. Nunca. Uh, you tango esposa. I have a wife. I have a wife. <laughs> and, but uh, by that time, everyone had, you know, they were just roaring laughing. But they did appreciate that, that I was actually trying. But something as small as one letter yeah. totally changed the meaning. And for me, I was confused in those moments. Um, but yeah, so good, good, good times. So good so time. we see
1: where languages come from. And, and the passage tells us, I mean, the Lord, the Lord has know, let us know why he was doing this. Mm-hmm. Because he saw that working together, anything they proposed to do would be possible. Mm-hmm. And he had already, in Genesis 6, God had explained that our intentions were always bad all the time. Mm-hmm. And so now man was going to work together to accomplish those horrible purposes. Mm. So to me, this kind of raises a series of questions.
0: Yeah. First off, it, you think, well, God doesn't want us to work together. Yeah. If like if we work like, together, then we right. accomplish the bunch of, you know, that Let me Let me the pose value. the question. Let me, and so, it's kind of
1: confusing the way I'm going to say this. But are we saying it's not God's plan that we work together? So is God opposed to mankind working together? Hmm. I mean, the thing is, you know, when you look at—I mean, all through society, there's yeah. always been. Remember in the '80s, "We
0: Are the World." Oh man, remember that? We are the children. <laughs> That's uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, every
1: every single artist was part of that. Oh, you know, yeah. they City were Michael yeah. Jackson. Yep, and that know. was the whole idea that if we could all come together. What were they going to do? Fix world hunger? I don't even know.
0: Uh, make money and fix world hunger. <laughs>
1: Any yeah. problem would it's going to be fixed. That's right. That's right. So that's the question that we're starting with. Is God opposed to man working together?
0: What are do you we, think? Are we saying it's not God's plan that we work together? No, I don't think he's saying that. Because if we come together under God... See, there's a caveat there. If we come together under God... Being submissive to God and being obedient to His plan, He does want us to come together. So I don't. So think that's it's... funny
1: that because my answer was going to be yes, that is oh. what He's saying. Because <laughs> so it's it's funny. We, and you're right, and I think that I'm right. Yeah. So I was going to say I was going to. God knows that when man comes together and and accomplishes tries to work together, that whatever we try to do is going to be cursed by sin, mm-hmm. and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So really, I
0: think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, we are, and the the only difference is, uh, it's true. He is saying that, that not to not to come together because if they do this in their sinful, sinful mindset, sinful state, that it will be e- evil and bad. But if we do submit ourselves to God, if we are being led by by not ourselves, led by Christ's example led by the word of God, led by the, the indwelling that we have sealed in the Holy Spirit, but we allow the Spirit to, to lead us, lead us, then yes, we are to work together. No,
1: I still think we need more clarification. Like, we're not saying now that from this passage, this means that you should not, you know, work with your neighbor to mow your grass or, you know, your homeowner's association. You should stand against that. You believe in Jesus?
0: No, I can't work with you. Yeah, we're not saying that.
1: But but we are saying, check your expectations. Mm -hmm. This is why politics is never gonna really work. Mm -hmm. This is why government is never really going to fix all of man's problems. Mm-hmm. This is why the United Nations mm-hmm. is not going to accomplish world peace. This is why in the beginning of the 20th century, before World War I, everyone was convinced that we're never going to go to war again. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. We're going to have world peace. Mm-hmm. And then was the bloodiest con- you know, conflict in history. Yeah. You know? So the, the problem is we really can't all get along. Mm. You remember...
0: After Rodney the LA, King, yes. Baby. Can't Rodney we all King. just get along? Okay, can't we just all get along? Yeah, and and the answer that is was no. A ra- I remember that being a huge rallying cry. It, you and know,
1: it, and we want to see that happen. Man's desire to have this partnership—you, you, you want to—if you can call it, you can call it social justice. You can call it getting along. You can, you, whatever you want to call it. That is really a longing for the rule of Christ. Hmm. That's never going to happen until Jesus is ruling the world and His people. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I still think we work to to right wrongs. We still try to have a you know a presence in our community to to
0: reflect Christ. But keep your expectations right. in check. our Our goal, our goal, and uh, is is self in those moments. That that mankind's goal is self, self, self adulation. Lifting up self, just like in Genesis 11, you know, it says in, in verse four, make a name for ourselves. So, you know, let us build for our ourselves. So it was the focus was themselves. What you're saying is when we have the focus on God, it works. Yeah. And, but, you know, I, that's a very valid point of you can work with other people, but just understand that our ultimate goal is pointing to
1: Jesus. Let me bring up one that might be a little controversial, but it will actually help us into our next Question. Um, And that is, well, wait a minute. What about 1776? What about the founding of the United States of America? Mm -hmm. That's when, you know, that's the one moment in history when man all came together (laughs) and created the perfect environment. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I love our country Mm -hmm. and I think our Constitution is a great document. Mm -hmm. But is it accurate to say? That in that moment, in that ten, twenty-year period, that man finally all worked together to accomplish good, perfect harmony. Mm.
0: Well, uh, the answer is no. The answer is no, and it's found in in the Constitution. You know, all men are created equal. But then, what were they defining as men? Yeah, created equal, and we know that there was a lot of there was a lot of problems and there was there was slavery yeah you had people that were that were being forced against their will to be submissive to to a a human master mm-hmm. and uh there was not harmony in that case so there was not
1: extreme disharmony and mm-hmm. abuse and and so yeah,
0: well that's that, a good that's a, that's that's actually interesting you bring that up because you know, the question I have also with Genesis 11 and from Noah is where do races come from? Is, was this the first? I've heard people explain that this is where races came from.
1: So now, Genesis 11, you know, humans spread out over the earth and that's where we we've, we've got you know the 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 dynamic of whether it be a different skin color or a different mm-hmm. you know facial formation or you know just all kinds of different things that we see in in ethnic groups is this mm-hmm. is that where it came from
0: well i mean you know i, I don't think i would want to die on that hill saying it comes directly from from the tower of babel but i'm not saying it doesn't i think there's a, probably a couple different Areas that we could generally say where uh, different uh, body structure, the appearances of of man, uh, comes from. I, I, it could come from uh, God's diversity in creation. It could come from Noah's sons. It could come from Babel, but really, it comes from Adam and Eve. I think it, in, I, in I, genetics I, that's where it happens. The genetics of Adam and Eve.
1: Yes, you know, I mean the, I think it's a very good possibility that if you saw Cain abel seth and their other children they could have all been different colors yeah yeah they they. there's 100%. nothing that says that we know that within the human being there is within each one of us there is the dna or whatever i don't mm-hmm. i don't i'm not a scientist mm-hmm. but there is the potential for every race that's right inside of every single person mm-hmm. and so It'd be very much like. Is it genome? You know, I don't know. I don't genes, know. You're genes? obviously more of an know. expert on that than uh, I am. That'd be negative, but, sir. But you, when you, I mean, just look at flowers. Mm-hmm. Look at birds. Mm-hmm. God loves diversity. I think race and ethnicity came from the original creation. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was always God's plan because it brings. He He appreciates the beauty. Of diversity. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, I, in my brain, I when I think of different races, I think there's only one race, the human race. That's hum- very true. The human yes. race. Yes. And uh, ten fingers, ten toes. You know. We, Sometimes. We are, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but the, you know, but the the different coloration, different hair structure, or or eye coloration, or whatever, whatever. it is, whatever it is, that is an example in, of. Good evolution, we call it micro evolution, mm. where uh, we are one, we are the human race, but there are vin- many variances of that, just like there, uh, let's say a dog, for example, there's many variations of canine, uh, many variations of it. You have a Great Dane, you have a Shih Tzu, you have a Poodle, you have a you know, Rottweiler, many variations, but they're all canine, but there's not, two dogs don't make a cat, Right. You know, there that'd be mac, macro MAC macro evolution. It doesn't jump it doesn't jump species. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh we see microevolution in its full glory in flowers in in animals in human beings. God's greatest creation in that and we can celebrate that and not fight against that.
1: I think the the where we go with race and ethnicity is an is a Often it's just a result of sin, where we see a difference and we right. we attack it. You know, I think it's very likely that in Gen- that in Genesis 11, there as they're all gathered together building this temp building this tower, that they were they looked very different. Mm-hmm. That there was all races there, mm-hmm. but they were speaking one language, mm-hmm. and that posed a problem. Well, okay.
0: that wasn't actually the problem. Yeah, I that think... was the tool for another problem. Yeah, I, I think. I think you touched on it previously. The biggest issue that we're seeing here in Genesis eleven, the Tower of Babel, is pride, mm. and it is. Where do you see that in the passage? Well, we've referenced it a couple times in Genesis eleven four, and uh, let me read it in the ESV. Um, it says, "Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with the, with its top in the heavens, and let us." Make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Again, the disobedience of God's God's call, God's standard, what He set forth for for them, but the the looking unto self, the trying to glorify themselves, lift them, lift themselves up to the heavens. This is a prime example of pride, and
1: it it shows itself in a hundred ways. Mm-hmm. Pride does. Racism. I mean, yes. you know, murder. Uh, you know, a selfish. And you, know, I gotta have it my way. Yeah, you know, yeah. it it can it can show itself in many many ways, yeah. and it always flows against the work of God. Mm. James speaks of this quite often. Um, listen to what he says in in chapter four. He writes, "God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble." So, if you want God against you, just be prideful. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in Genesis 11. Mm-hmm. And and somebody recently said to me, humility is the pathway to God's grace. Hmm. Recognizing I'm I'm a creature, I'm human, and so that's how we invite God's grace.
0: James has more to say about it, right? In James 3, uh, verse 16, it says, "For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder." In every vile practice. Man, that sounds like Genesis 11, doesn't it? It seems like disorder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. Let us make for ourselves this. Uh And there will be disorder in every vile
1: practice. You know, it's interesting what they did here. They took this, you know, mankind has this new technology, the brick. And they use that to build this giant tower. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder, did it go up into this, like, was it above the clouds? Yeah. You know, and they think that they're actually in heaven. I mean, the Babylonians in their literature, that's what they claimed, that yeah. the gods built this original, what was it, ziggurat or something like that? Ziggurat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so here it is. I mean, here here is God showing
0: his word is true. Well, it's good to it's good to jump into Genesis 11, even the Tower of Babel and remind ourselves, keep an account of ourselves, examine ourselves. Do I have pride in my life? Am I trying to build for myself something great for myself or am I being led by the Holy Spirit, being focused on Jesus as an example? Diving into God's word and meditating on his word and building something for God and not for myself. Hmm. Giving to God, not just a tower of bricks, but my life, my life, devoting myself to him and and being a part of his working with others in this world to be part of his plan for his glorification.
1: Well now when we when we come together again we'll go to Genesis 12 and things are going to drastically change. Mm, they sure will. Rather than rather than the story of God with all of mankind he's going to select one individual that he's going to use. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, stay tuned for that and uh, well thanks for just listening to us uh, today and uh, spending time with us and we can spend time with you. If you missed anything that we said, we'll have some show notes on uh, on the website centerpointwv.org just click the podcast section and uh, and catch up on on, on some stuff. So I uh, just want to remind you that we're nothing fancy, but we want to be real just like Jesus is.